I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall and the major lift, the baffled king composing, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I know that there's a God above and all I've ever learned from love is how to shoot at someone who outdrew you. It's not a cry you hear at night. It's not someone who's seen the light. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. 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 This is Rumble on Inauguration Day 2021, and I am Michael Moore. Thank you for joining me. That's uh, Yolanda Adams singing um, this past evening here on, on Inauguration Eve, um, the Leonard Cohen song, Hallelujah. She sang it at the Lincoln Memorial, standing there with the Bidens and the Harrises and a nurse from Livonia, Michigan, just outside of Detroit who had worked in the COVID wards here for the last 10 months. She all, she sang Amazing Grace. Yolanda sang that song you just heard. It was a memorial. Joe Biden wanted to start off his presidency on the night before he's actually sworn in with a memorial to remember the 400,000 plus Americans who have died as a result of the lies and the inaction taken by Trump and his administration. Uh, it did not have to be like this. This many people did not have to die. We could have we could have arrested this thing long ago. But he's a liar, and he's a killer. And it was so beautiful this memorial last night. It didn't last long. It was quiet. It was solemn. They had lit the reflecting pool between the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument with a four hundred to represent the four hundred thousand, four hundred eight foot tall. I'll call them candles, but of course they were lit by electricity. But but it was so beautiful. I'd never seen the the those monuments in that area like that before. And um, I think everybody watching it probably started to cry. I was watching the news last night, and once again the the images of our nation's capital turned into an an armed camp filled with 25,000 soldiers, thousands of police officers, all of them armed, 
with the understanding that they were there to protect the new president and vice president because of the violence that Republicans and the right wing had perpetrated two weeks ago. Most of them still not arrested. So much work to do there. Their ringleader still not being prosecuted or convicted in the U.S. Senate, hopefully days away from that. But the newscaster referred to the large area from the White House down to the Capitol building and, you know, half a mile or mile either each way. He referred to it as a green zone or the green zone. And then probably knowing that he had to had to add this because we know what those words mean. He said, it's like Baghdad. It's like when we invaded Iraq and we had to create a green zone where we tried to keep our, our American commanders who had taken over a country that wasn't ours to keep the commanders safe. They created this green zone. And that's what we have in Washington, D.C. And I sat there and I, watching this and I thought, wow, it all came back around. How many hundreds of thousands of Iraqis we killed, I don't think we'll ever know. We know that we lost 4,000 plus Americans. All, all for what? And now we, we have to put up the fences. We have to bring in the military vehicles and have people with guns. You know, once they put up those military fences and they bring in the troops, they don't always leave so quickly, as we know, because that's what we've done around the world. How long will we have to look at Washington, D.C. like this? Every day it exists. The terrorists, the domestic terrorists, the Republicans who initiated this, they are smiling and gloating and feeling like they had a big victory. But we have a lot of hope in us tonight and today, don't we? Trump, gone. A new administration, full of hope, full of promises, many of them good. What will actually happen? What can we do to help? I don't mean to start start this off here today. In fact, I may at some point uh, later in the day, on Inauguration Day, I may just have to come back and talk to you again, either here or on Facebook Live. I don't know. Um, we'll see how I feel. We'll see what they say. We'll see what happens. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. But I, I can't help but think about Four years ago, I'm recording this late in the evening on uh, the night before the inauguration here, uh, that four years ago tonight, four years ago tonight, um, I took the last train out of New York uh, down to D.C. to be there for inauguration day, and I arrived um, sometime after midnight, so it was January 20th, and I got uh, to my uh, hotel with uh, 
some family and, and friends, and uh, it's four years ago, four years ago right now, and I'm in my room, and I've gone to bed, but I can't sleep, and I had brought a, a, a book of poems I like to read sometimes before falling asleep, and um, and I decided to turn on my iPhone and record record one of the poems, and I just sent it out to the people that were on my social media and, and it, it made the rounds. And, um, I want, I want you to hear my voice in the early hours of the first hours of Donald J. Trump, because, because of, in spite of all the damage and destruction that he's done and the lives that are, are no longer with us because of him and the broken crappy mess that we've got to clean up now. Um, there was some sense of hope, but it was not my words. It was not a poem by me. It was a poem by Langston Hughes called Let America Be America. Or in some books, it's called Let America Be America Again. And the kind of scary reference in that title and in that line in the poem to make America great again. Of course, the point of the poem is that maybe it never was great. We were still kind of working on it. When Donald Trump came along, but he just didn't come along. He'd been with us for some time, and his like, his ilk, had been with us for a long time. Um, so, listen before before I I, I, I do this, and it's going to be a short podcast. Um, but I really want you to listen to me. That the 2017 me before I went through four years, before you went through four years of Donald Trump. Before I, I do that, um, we uh, got some good news here. We've got a new under, underwriter for the show to help us put Rumble out there to a, uh, a worldwide audience. And uh, we've got a new one uh, today called Signal Wire. It's a new uh, video communication technology. It's designed by a bunch of, uh, a couple of actually software developers who just happen to be from Michigan. No favoritism here. But they've been working on this and now. Well, let me just say this. You know how it's been like over the last year where all of us have had to get familiar with the endless video meetings we've had to have with too many people and too many squares and crappy audio and video yelling at people to unmute, but they don't know what we're saying to them. Unmute, unmute, um, and a whole bunch of, you know, other problems with it, sketchy security and all this stuff. Well, it's a new year and we have a new underwriter and these people at SignalWire, they've invented a better way so that we can work and collaborate remotely because sadly this pandemic is not going to be over in the next few months. Uh, SignalWire, the best way to describe it is it's a complete virtual office alternative that allows uh, workers to collaborate. Friends can do it too, all kinds of people, and you can collaborate. It's as if you're in the same location. It's built on the concept of always available video rooms. Like, okay, oh, let's just go in the in the room here and see Shelly. And then boom, there, here we are. There's no time limits. There's no confusing meeting IDs that you've got to log in and all this crap. Signal wire has just better quality, better sound, better picture. It's more secure than the existing uh, other things you might be using. Well, I'm so thankful that signal wire has reached out to rumble uh, because they said they wanted to support my voice and the voices of all the people involved in this podcast. So I'm so grateful for that. And I'll let you see for yourself, you know, just how high quality uh, their video conference 
uh, technology is. So go to Signal Wire. Now, Signal is S-I-G-N-A-L-W-I-R-E. I wonder in, you know, our listeners in other countries, you wonder why I'm always having to spell. Okay, listen, we're, we're good people, you know. Sometimes we're just a little slow. That's all. But we eventually do the right thing. And you know that about us. All right. So, so yes, it's signalwire, all one word, dot com. And then they'll ask you for a code. And here's an original idea for your code where it says fill in the code. Uh, write my last name, more, M O O R E. Don't forget two O's. M O O R E. You'll get a free 30 day trial of signalwire. So that's signalwire.com. Don't forget more. My last name, two O's, that's your code. And again, I just want to thank them, fellow Michiganders, uh, for stepping up and supporting this podcast and supporting my voice as we enter now a whole new era to fix this country of ours. I thought maybe what I needed to do right now is to read the poem again. I was just going to read it to you, and I thought, no, I'm going to let, I'm going to play, I'm going to play me reading this poem to you, reading it at three in the morning, just hours before Trump is inaugurated four years ago today. There's something in my voice, and my fear of what would happen, and um, and I guess what I want us to take from this is think about Langston Hughes, a black man, writing this in 1935 about the land of the free that he knew damn well wasn't free. And what we've went through this past year from George Floyd onward and the larger, larger, much larger percentage of black and brown people who are dying from COVID. And we still don't want to deal with this this issue. Well, I think I think the majority do want to deal with it now. Not everybody, obviously. So let me run this. I want to just listen to this. It just it just goes. I think it's less than eight minutes. But I'm I'm just kind of laying in bed, hours away from Trump taking over. So as I'm reading this at three in the morning, Barack Obama is still president of the United States. Just give it a listen, and um, and I'll come I'll come back on the other side and and say a couple closing words uh, to you. Um, so let's let's roll that tape from 3 a.m. in the morning, middle of the night, January 20th, 2017. Hi, it's Michael Moore here. Um, it's about 3 in the morning on Inauguration Day. I've just arrived in Washington, D.C. So that means it's, there's about nine hours left before... Donald J. Trump is sworn in as the President of the United States. How we got here. The second time in 16 years when the person who was elected by the American people is not being inaugurated as President because of some ancient little racist clause in the Constitution that we haven't expunged yet something written 227 years ago to placate the slave states in order to convince them to be part of the new country gave them this electoral college 
configuration that puts us occasionally in situations like this. The irony this time is, of course, that the racist clause in the Constitution has helped elect a man who spewed racism throughout his campaign. Well, the American people rejected him. It's the good news. Three million people voted for his... Three million people, more people, voted for his main opponent. Another seven, seven and a half million voted for minor party candidates. They all, none of them wanted Trump. Over 10 million voters who voted said they didn't want Donald J. Trump as their president. But here we are, nine hours to go. So, I guess before falling asleep, I wanted to record this poem for you. It's not one that I've written. It's from 1935. It was written by an African-American poet, a very famous and well-regarded poet by the name of Langston Hughes. In the poem, you have to wonder this whole Make America Great Again slogan from Trump. It's almost a bastardized version, something that makes you feel like his propaganda ministers somehow tried to pull the soul out of this this poem, this wonderful, great American poem, twisted around into his Make America Great Again insanity. Well, it's... It's a great poem. I'd like to I'd like to read it to you. Um, written in nineteen thirty-five by Langston Hughes. And the poem is entitled Let America Be America. Let America be America again. Let it be the dream it used to be. Let it be the pioneer on the plains seeking a home where he himself is free. America never was America to me. Let America be the dream the dreamers dreamed. Let it be the great strong land of love where never kings connive nor tyrants scheme, that any man be crushed by one above. It never was America to me. Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic wreath, but opportunity is real and life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. There's never been equality for me nor freedom in this homeland of the free. Say, who are you that mumbles in the dark? And who are you that draws your veil across the stars? I am the poor, white, fooled, and punished apart. I am the Negro bearing slavery scars. I am the red man driven from the land. I am the immigrant clutching the hope I seek and finding only the same old stupid plan 
of dog-eat-dog, of mighty crush the weak. I am the young man full of strength and hope, tangled in that ancient endless chain of profit, power, gain, of grab the land, of grab the gold, of grab the ways of satisfying need, of work the men, of take the pay, of owning everything for one's own greed. I am the farmer, bondsman to the soil. I am the worker sold to the machine. I am the Negro, servant to you all. I am the people, humble, hungry, mean. Hungry, yet today, despite the dream. Beaten, yet today, oh, pioneers, I am the man who never got ahead. The poorest worker, bartered through the years. Yet I'm the one who dreamt our basic dream in the old world while still a serf of kings, who dreamt a dream so strong, so brave, so true, that even yet its mighty daring sings in every brick and stone, in every furrow turned, that's made America the land it has become. Oh, I'm the man who sailed those early seas in search of what I meant to be my home, for I'm the one who left dark Ireland's shore and Poland's plain, and England's, gra and England's grassy lee. And torn from black Africa's strand, I came to build a homeland of the free. The free? Who said the free? Not me. Surely not me. The millions on relief today? The millions shot down when we strike? The millions who have nothing for our pay? For all the dreams we've dreamed, all the songs we've sung, and all the hopes we've held, and all the flags we've hung, the millions who have nothing for our pay except the dream that's almost dead today. Oh, let America be America again, the land that never has been yet, and yet must be, the land where every man is free, the land that's mine, the poor man's, Indians, Negroes, me. Who made America? Whose sweat and blood? Whose faith and pain? Whose hand at the foundry? Whose plow in the rain must bring back our mighty dream again? Sure, call me an ugly name you choose. The steel of freedom does not stain. From those who live like leeches on the people's lives, we must take back our land again. America! Oh yes, I say it plain. America never was America to me. And yet I swear this oath. America will be. Out of the rack and ruin of our gangster death, the rape and rot of graft and stealth and lies, we the people must redeem the land, the mines, the plants, the rivers, the mountains and the endless plain, all, all the stretch of these great green states and make America again. A poem by Langston Hughes, 1935. Good night, everyone. We'll see you in the morning. God help us. Those are my last words. God help us. Of course, 
We had no idea what was going to happen. I mean, we had an idea, let's be honest here, but how quickly he was going to start to, within seven days, the Muslim travel ban and everything else that came after that, the absolute horror show. And now, as you're listening to this, exactly four years later, some of you are listening in the hours leading up to the inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, hopefully, there's some sense of um, good things are maybe about to happen. Let's be realistic, folks. We've all been here before. And it's easy to say, well, nothing could be as bad as Trump. And we know from the past, you know, that's not e that's not quite true either. There are things that in presidents and politicians who can certainly be as bad as Trump. Um, but we're all counting on the fact that that is not Joe Biden. So um, let's see what he has to say today. Uh, let's hope for an, a, a peaceful day. I think that's I think that's uh, very much in order. Um, his only danger, President Biden and Vice President uh, Harris. Um, are the soldiers and police who have live ammunition just feet from them. And they say they've been vetting to make sure that they're trying to weed out. They, they announced two days ago they were going to try and weed out the white supremacists who they know are in the police forces and in the National Guard and in the military in this country, as they now know that many of them were the leaders and organizers of the insurrection and the terrorist acts of January 6th were on-duty police officers and active-duty military and ex-military and ex-cops. So um, so the, the real danger, I think, today are not the our, our friends out in the woods uh, in Michigan doing their militia training exercises. Our, our, our only really threat today are the people in uniform, wearing camo, wearing a badge. I certainly hope um, that the people in charge are making damn sure that none of them can just suddenly uh, do what some of them would like to do. So, um, so let's. Uh, I may. I may come back again to you on Facebook Live later, or uh, some other means, or maybe another podcast. We'll see how the day goes. We'll just see how it goes. See what's said. See what's done. Uh, fingers crossed. Everything crossed. Uh, because we've got to, we have got to come back, my friends. We've got to try to aspire to what Langston Hughes asked us to do. He and so many others who had to suffer under, under our system. I know we can fix this. You know this about me, don't you? I am. <laughs> Obviously, if I was just a pessimist and a cynic, why would I even bother talking to you right now? It's, this is just a big waste of time because if I felt like it's just uh, all all for naught. But I don't believe that. And many of you have shown me why I should never believe that because, 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 because there's more of us than there are of them. Because at our core, we know right from wrong. And we know how to make this better. So here we go. Here we go. 
Four more years. Another four years. A good four years. Four years that will make good, whether they like it or not. We're in charge. Don't forget that. Okay, my friends, have a good inauguration day. Um, if I don't talk to you again uh, later today or tonight, uh, that's probably a good thing. And I, I otherwise will see you on the other on the other side here. Otherwise, I'll I'll see you when I see you, but soon, because we've got a lot of work to do. Take care, everyone. This is Michael Moore, and this is Inauguration Rumble. Now I've heard there was a secret chord that David played, and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? The minor fall, the major lift, the battle.